Shannon Morrison from Mighty Social Word is joining us today for episode number 15. He's going to walk us through the process of content repurposing. We all crave the ability to do it, but often don't understand where to even begin. I am incredibly excited to welcome Shannon, so let's get started. You're listening to the Plan to Profit podcast with Carol Lange, the show that brings you bite-sized business tips for individuals looking to start a profitable business. Starting my career as an accountant, moving through to business ownership, and now mentoring, I am privileged to have the experience and knowledge to inspire and nurture those entrepreneurs juggling this glorious thing we call life. Throw away the idea that business needs to be hard. Stay in your zone of genius and let me guide you through the ups and downs of starting your entrepreneurial dreams. Thanks so much for joining us all on the podcast today. Thanks, Carol. Good to be here. I know the audience is keen to learn all about content repurposing. So let's start with what it is and how did you get started focusing on this particular element? Yeah, sure. Cool. Um, Okay. So I guess where I would start with content repurposing is it's when you take a piece of content. So it's what what I call core content. um, And then you transform that into another form of content. So for example, a podcast is what I would consider to be core content or that's our starting point. And then what you might do is pull some quotes of the the audio out of the podcast. Mm. Uh, Maybe you add some graphics and you might animate that. That becomes a video for social media. So it's transformed that original Mm -hmm. piece of content into something else. Um, increases engagement, improves the way that you interact with your audience, um, and then has that added benefit of then promoting that original piece of core content. Um, So repurposing, I guess what some people do sometimes is they confuse it with other types of what we call R's, right? R's in content mm-hmm. marketing. So there's recycling um, and then there's reusing, uh, reusing content. So reusing would be when you take a blog and then you repost it at a different mm. point. So you haven't really done anything. You haven't changed it. You've just posted it again six months later or maybe three months later or something. Um, and then you've got recycling content where you might go in Um, It's doing really well. It's evergreen content. It's got the SEO juice going for it, but you might update it with 2020 stats in it, for example. So someone lands on that page and they're like, oh, it's been updated. Cool. It's still relevant, um, but you haven't really transformed it really into something else. You've just added extra things to it. Um, So yeah, so that's the difference between the three R's of uh, content marketing. That makes so much sense when you break it all down like that. A lot of people get confused mm-hmm. with content repurposing and yeah. content recycling. Yeah. And, and you did actually ask me about how I got into that avenue and that what you just said then, that's actually the reason why I got into content repurposing specifically because I saw some friends and I saw some other people that I knew in business that were going to, you know, agencies paying for re- content repurposing, mm. but they were getting reposted or recycled content. Um, so I'm like, there's a whole, yes. yeah, there's a big field here that's actually not being done like that. And I like many different forms of content. Um, so that's how I, yeah, that's how I got in- involved in content repurposing. Excellent. That's really interesting. So when you are repurposing your content, how can we use that to create a connection with our audience? 
Ah, okay. So um, I guess the modern thought these days is, I mean, a common thing that people say about content marketing or, or someone in the buyer's process is it's about seven, uh, common is seven points before somebody actually buys something. Absolutely. Um, now people even talk about there's 22 points, like touch points of yes. someone seeing your brand, seeing your product, seeing your service. So that's like the marketing funnel or the sales funnel or whatever the fancy words you want to use for um, yes. getting pretty much getting somebody from point A to point Z where yes. they actually buy something from you. Um, and then obviously even beyond that, that becomes a, an advocate for your brand and recommends you and all of those things. So content repurposing is kind of a machine that allows you to do all those touch points without creating something brand new at each point. So I know a common thing that people do is I'm going to blog for SEO and then they're like, I'm going to now create images for my social media and then I'm going to create videos for my blah, blah, blah. And that's a lot. There's that's so much content that you're creating. So your, much work. Yeah. And your mind, your mindset is still like, I have to now start from scratch on every piece. So it takes you a really, you know, a really long time to create all of those touch points. Whereas content repurposing and how that allows you to build that connection is you start with that core process and then you're like, right, what's kind of the next ripple out from that? What could I turn this into that would establish my values, my brand, my products, my services? How do I go out from those points without having to rebuild yes. everything from scratch again? Uh, so that's how content repurposing like reinforces that um, I guess the messages uh, and also your connection um, because then people will be like, oh, Carol, okay, I saw that image from her, saw that video from her, saw that blog post, I saw her website. Oh, she stands for supporting people building their business because I've got all of that from all the little pieces of content that I've got. And then Carol's kind of sitting there going, great, I didn't have to spend eight months making that. It took me three months. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is the issue at the moment. Mm -hmm. Small business and startups are facing this momentous time where they're thinking that they need to create all this content and that they need to get it out to the world. Mm -hmm. I encourage the know, like, and trust formula yep. for content. And everyone is just freaking out thinking they've got to create Facebook and Instagram and stories. And the list of this content just seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And everyone's thinking, where, where am I going to find yep. the time? You know, we started our own business because they wanted the freedom and flexibility. And now they're all feeling like they have yeah. this mountain of work that needs to be done when really it's about working smarter, not harder. Absolutely. Exactly right. That is that is literally the key with content repurposing. It's really about being smart and strategic in the way that you develop that content. So how does the audience incorporate content repurposing into their business? Ah, perfect. Okay. So great, great question and perfect lead in from what we were just talking about. So for me, where it starts is about being really smart. So what I do is, and, and what I would always encourage somebody to do to do it in your own business is to get back to that basics and really start from what is, what is my business? What are my values? Oh. Write them down. It's really important that you write that stuff down. It, you know, both it becomes real and you've got a reference point to go back yes. to, you know, it's kind of your rudder of your ship. If you think then, you know, write a USP, like what is that? Cause that's kind of the core message that's going to flow through. Then think about 
who exactly you want to market to. So who are the people, you know, build avatars if you want. They can be as simple or as complicated as you want them. You know, I'm a detail oriented person. I'm also, you know, a creative person. So I literally build characters that that's my avatars, but you know, just write down Sally, she likes bananas and she's 23. Bang. It doesn't have to be overly complicated, just something to market to. And then Uh a content calendar is where it really comes into play. So what I like to do is to create you just use simple Excel document, nothing complicated. And I just write down what my core content will be and what I'm starting at. So that might be blogs, right? I come from a writing background. It's easy for me to do that. I don't have to think about it. But then the next level is what do I turn that blog into? Is it going to be a video? Is it going to be the start of a chapter of an ebook that someone might download? Could I use them as an email in my email funnel, you know, out to people when someone signs up, could I turn those blogs into something else? Can I turn them into images? Yeah. Could I turn it into a podcast? Could I turn it into a course? Could I turn it into whatever, you know, 350 degrees of, um, or 350 days of content creation. Um, there's so much you can do, but actually plan it out. Um, and then, yeah, when are you going to do that thing? When is the second level? When's the third level? When's the fourth level? Mm-hmm. When you do it that way and kind of step out your process, it actually becomes really easy to manipulate it into some another format and you actually start thinking of it that way. So you're like, this: these three paragraphs of this blog post are going to be three social media posts. This is the graphic that I want to go with these social media posts. Um, yeah, headings great for quotes there's there's my image then i've got my copy that's great done it's broken down and you've already got that kind of first ripple or second ripple that's starting to go out um it helps on with facebook live stick the blog next to you just read off the blog or you know you wrote it so you know it there's your dot points like okay cool what's the next thing i'm going to talk about in this live i'm going to talk about you know, how elephants can wear roller skates and then, you know, what straps do they need? What, you know, what, I don't know, sequins do they need on their ankles? Like, you know, you can kind of go through that way. And then, you know, I find I, I, yeah, when that little red light goes, goes on, I get quite nervous when I'm doing a Facebook live or whatever, but it helps if, yeah, if it's sitting next to me, I'm like, I, I know my stuff, I know my content, but I'm repurposing that blog post to help me do a Facebook live, for example. Um, so yeah, so that's how, yeah, that's to me the easiest way I've found is to really think about it from the day one uh, and then, yeah, before you know it, you've got a 12 months of content and it becomes exciting too. It's like I like check boxes. So you <laughs> tick it off. I'm like, I've done this, yes. I've done this, yes. <laughs> it does, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you can tick it off. There is something really cathartic about being able to tick off tasks on your list. Oh, yeah, it's like to-do list on steroids. It's amazing. <laughs> Yes. And it takes the stress out of content planning. I talk about content planning on episode 002. And I also highlight, you know, the great use of an Excel spreadsheet because it's just so easy and it's, and it's a really underutilized tool. Yeah. Free. And it comes with Microsoft. It gives us all such great flexibility to create what we need. Yeah. So we've talked about how to repurpose the content, but what tools do you suggest we can use to help us? Yeah. Um, so we just touched on one there. Excel is a great tool, great for the for the, for the structure. Um, also, I mean, you've got the Google Suite as well. So like, uh, what is it? Sheets, Google Sheets. Great to do. It's available on the phone too, which means, uh, you know, on your commute yes. in the morning, if you're going on the train, you can just sit there and just type stuff in. 
it's there for you when you get into the office. So that's a really good tool. A recorder is also ace on the phone. Great for like quick ideas. I'm always hitting record on my phone and be like, <laughs> oh, write this for blah, 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 blah. And then I listen to them back. They're, they're excellent. Yes. Another great way to repurpose. You just turn those into FAQs. Excellent. Um, uh, other things when you get a little bit more complex, um, I'm a massive advocate for Asana. Um, I should be a, an affiliate, I think, because I talk about it so much. Uh, but yeah, Asana <laughs> is a great way to really then auto, kind of start automating that stuff. But I've used uh, Basecamp, Monday, Asana, uh, not Asana, uh, 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 Trello. Um, yeah, any of those type of project management tools are great for you know, you can kind of create templates and stuff. Um, the next layer up, I'm a huge Canva yes. fan. I think it has oh, really changed the game Canva, for people. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing. You can create templates. It just makes it super easy to do that stuff. Sure, your setup is a little bit longer, um, but in the long run, you're going to save yourself so much time. Everything looks uniform. You don't have to worry about your branding colors and what looks that. And, you know, Canva's a bit of a hole sometimes too. You're like, oh, I'm going to create these things. And only <laughs> you've wasted four hours creating templates you're never going to use, but it's fun. Um, images, I'm really big. I love Unsplash, uh, which is a stock-free uh, photo website. Fantastic. Um, Pixabay is also a really, really good one to use. Pixabay also does videos. So if you want some nice background video or something, if you're using, um, yeah, there's, look, there's honestly, there are so many tools available. Um, if you a quick Google search on, uh, image templates will bring you up a whole lot of stuff. Video templates will bring up a huge stuff. Um, wherever you can, I like to save a penny. Um, so oh, wherever you can, use what comes. Oh yeah. I'm like, if it's free, I'm all over that. Um, so, uh, I think pretty, pretty sure now with phones, I know with, uh, with Max, IMAX, you get iMovie and garage band, all of that stuff comes for free with those, um, that expensive hardware now, um, use them. They're there. They're great. No one will know as long as the no. end result looks like everybody else's. No one knows what you did to, you know, could be put together with gum and sticks. Like as long as it looks <laughs> the same, it doesn't really matter. Right. It's, yes. it's what's the output at yeah. the end of the day. Um, and you know, saving time. Yes. Um, I would say about tools though, that sometimes, uh, people get a little bit stuck or hung up on a tool. Like this tool will help me do X. Yes. I'm like, always remember with a, the tool is there to help save time and to create, help you create something, but the tool is not going to, should never help you create the content. The content always needs to be that, you know, is it engaging? Will it help? Will it solve a problem? Will it, you know, all of those elements still need to be there. Um, but yeah, the tool should save you time. That's what it's there for. Fantastic advice, especially that last part. So many people get hung up on this tool is going to save my life. But as you said, it's there to save time, not to create the content. Yeah. Example I would use, I was at a conference two weeks ago and uh, we were in a session about video and the guy that was presenting talked about storyboards. And one of the first questions that was asked after at the question time was what online tool can I use for storyboards? And the guy, which was amazing, he said, it doesn't matter. Like use a pen and paper because what matters is what you're putting in there. It, you can have the most fandangled tool in the world, but what actually matters is the content you're creating. So don't worry about the tool, use a pen and paper. That's fine. You're not going to get an A plus because you used a $900 storyboarding template. They'll care about what the video is. Oh, absolutely. Boom. We need to put that in a quote. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm selling T-shirts at MartySocialWare.com. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's gold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
okay, so we're at this point of content repurposing, but are people going to get sick of seeing, you know, this constant rehash of the work? Blind answer, no. <laughs> so no one that none of your followers and none of your potential customers or leads or prospects or people that have already bought off you, we get swamped with content from the moment we open our eyes to the moment we go to sleep. Yes. And even if they're following you, they might maybe, maybe on social media, they might see one or two things of you. They still have to click on your image to look at your story on Instagram. Yeah. They still have to do all of these things. And then will they go, right, that story was related to that blog, was related to this video, was related to this podcast that Carol did. No. I love that. No. no you're, you're kidding yourself if anybody sees that. You know, someone that reads your blog might like reading, but they don't like watching videos. They, someone might not like podcasts, so they're not going to listen to your podcast. So no one will. And if they do, then that person is stalking you because they want to replicate your success. That is the only people that will notice what you're doing are the people who are trying to copy you. Yes. That is it. No one else will. Um, or an unhealthy stalking. Like, you know, I stalk Kate Poon way too much and I see her. I see all of her stuff because I just follow her on everything um, and I interact with her too much. So I see everything. But, yeah, even that I would, I'm like, oh, I haven't read that blog post. I'll go and read that blog post now. So, yeah, you won't. 100% no one will notice at all. Oh, I love that. And that's great because it is something that I get asked often. And I say the same thing. The amount of information that we are bombarded with, it's impossible yeah. to stitch it all together. At the end of the yep. day, we're all here to solve a problem and they just want their problem solved. Yeah, exactly. I guess that leads me into the next question. How do you know what to repurpose? Uh, okay, uh, anything. <laughs> literally, the answer to that is literally anything. If you can create it, you can repurpose it. It doesn't, I don't think you need to get hung up on what, like, will that blog post really be the one that I use or will I use my other one? It's like, get back to what I said before, right? What is giving the most value? Is that going to give value? Am I, am I fixing that problem? Am I solving something for somebody? Am I bringing something to them that will ultimately then help them to solve it? If the answer is yes, repurpose it. That, that, that's your answer. It's like, is it value? Is it something that someone will interact with? Yeah, then repurpose it because that ultimately should be all the content that you're creating anyway. Because if you're, just, if you're not, then you might want to go back to the start and be like, oh, should I, should I actually write that blog post? Should I, is someone searching for that on Google? I'm not searching for it. Well, then, yeah, should you write it then? Are you going to dedicate that eight hours or whatever to creating that? Yes or no? So that that kind of should be the filter. Um, and yeah, if you answered yes, yeah, repurpose it. Go, go hack. Absolutely. And think of the time you put in as well. You put eight hours into writing a blog and making sure all that works. Yeah, get as much, you know, make it work, man. Make it work. <laughs> it should be working for you. Yeah. So what you're saying is that everything that we produce, we should be able to repurpose. Absolutely. At least two or three times minimum. I love that so much. You've basically cut our workload down by two thirds at least. If we've got a year's worth of content to create and we can repurpose each piece of content at least three times, as you say, well, now that's only like a hundred original ideas that we need to come up with. Exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. And even you break it down, if I can break down a blog into just four images and four social yes. posts, well, 
you write 10 blogs, that's 40 social posts. That's, and you know, that's probably two, three months worth of social posting. Exactly. Yeah. And this is where I think people are getting stuck. They're not thinking about the bigger game. Their thoughts are just with writing a blog post or I just need to record a podcast or do a live. They've got no plan and it all starts to come unstuck. Plans for me are everything. It's the basis of my business. That's why this is called the Plan to Profit podcast. (laughs) And I believe that planning prevents, pardon the pun, piss poor performance. (laughs) Exactly. And really, why do more than you have to? Yes, exactly. Why do more? And at the end of the day, like your job is not, you're not a content creator. That's not your job. Your job is to coach people. So why are you spending 45% of your time or more creating content? Exactly. It's the same for all of us. We're all either here to sell a product or service. We should not be spending so much time trying to attract our audience where if there was some forward thinking, that content would be working for us. Yeah, exactly. And that's what it should do. It should work for you. You not work for it. Yes. As a final thought, how can we use social media to help us repurpose our content? Ah, okay. So this is something that I've started. Uh, so I, I noticed a, a trend in stuff last year. And so I've started to incorporate it with work with my client is I'm starting to look at a social media platform as how somebody actually interacts. So for example, um, Instagram at the moment, or well, at least at the moment of talking at this conversation, um, Instagram stories are getting more engagement than uh, things that you would post on your news feed. Um, that could change tomorrow, but right now that's exactly how, that's that's what's playing out. So thinking about that is like, right, well, what's a story? An Instagram story is 15 seconds long. So if I put a graphic app, is that going to convince somebody to do something in 15 seconds? Probably not. Okay, what will actually entice someone? A video. Well, a video is great, but what's probably better and we'll, we'll probably cut through even more is a video of me just talking to camera, there's a bit of an Instagram live already. I've thought, so if I'm going to repurpose for Instagram stories, I'm going to need to create something, a core piece of content that can be repurposed in that way. And then I can do a call to action that might send them to my website. For example, on my website, I then might have a sign up to newsletter or maybe some kind of email sequence. I give say a lead gen away. Then I've got them in for emails. So when you start to think about social media, I'm actually thinking about the way that people interact with both the platform and then the options on the platform and bringing that into the planning of the content repurposing. But then I'm really narrowing down, right, uh, Instagram stories I need in this column, in this, I need a YouTube video, in this, okay, people listen on podcasts. What is it, the iTunes or is it off my website? Where do I put most of my effort? Well, iTunes is 80% of podcasts. So I'm like, okay, so my website doesn't need to be all fan-bangled and amazing. My repurposing of my show notes, I really need to work on iTunes. Great, cool, I've got that. Do I have all the sign-up points for for iTunes? Um, I think uh, so now you can send your... Uh, on Instagram stories, you can send a Spotify link to your podcast episode there. And I'm like, other people listening to it on there. Okay. Maybe I put a link to my iTunes from my stories instead of just clicking a button to my Spotify. Most people don't have a Spotify account. So yeah, it's all of that kind of thinking about using social media to really guide also, I guess, a second rudder of what's the chip analogy? sales I guess, of my ship, thinking about how I'm pulling my sails down. And, and that is a, is a new way of interacting with, um, 
oh, to create or use content repurposing. And then what I'm using, so whether it's videos or graphics or you know, what time of day do they do them, maybe I did things for Facebook, I did an Insta, Pinterest, the blah, 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 all the 300 and other social media platforms. That we have. There's so many of them. There's a lot. So really thinking about how people use that platform and then that's where I put that particular piece of repurpose of content to. You are just an absolute <laughs> whiz when it comes to this. Yeah, thank you. And I hope that the <laughs> listeners get a snapshot into how they can work smarter, not harder, and plan out your content. Think logically about it all. Take the time initially to really plan it out. How can you get the most out of this content? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So how can we find out more about content repurposing from you, Shannon? Uh, so I've got a whole bunch of stuff on my website, so feel free to go to mightysocialword.com uh, and, yeah, have a look at a blog. Um, I like to put stuff on Insta and all those things. You can find all my socials though at my website. Um, yeah, and have a check out there. Guys, please go and check out all the resources that Shannon has to offer. I want to thank you so much for sharing your wealth of information with us today. It's been really informative and I know everyone has just loved having you here with us. I know I've loved chatting with you today. Thanks, Carol. Thank you very much. As always, everyone, I do hope that today's episode has given you clarity and inspiration around content repurposing. As we've come to the end of the episode, remember, your smallest actions will create your greatest reality. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you for joining me on the Plan to Profit podcast. Did you love today's episode? Make sure to visit the website for all the show notes, downloads, and to subscribe to the show. If you found value in this episode, please head on over to iTunes and leave me a five-star review. This helps others just like you find the answers that they could just be looking for.